Welcome to the I Refuse Podcast. I am Saucy Santana, and I'm here with the Ew. So, before we get right into the episode, we're gonna do a little, a couple of housekeeping items, just to kind of clear the air where we stand. Well, where I stand on the I Refuse Podcast. First things first, Putin is a little punk. Ukraine deserves all of the financial and safe haven support from us. In the meantime, I'm sure this whole debacle can't be solved with a sus pill taken in a bunker. Um, Governor Greg Abbott is a little biatch of the highest degree. If you want to help trans youth in Texas, please donate and provide support to at trans Texas and at trans equality. Those are the IG handles. Support and invest in Food Desert Recordings. They are networking with bands to put together a compilation album of songs for purchase. The funds will go to support charities such as those that support the trans youth in Texas that are being targeted by their state governor and support and empower other maligned communities. They can be found on Twitter at Food Desert Recordings. Just remove the vowels. Fendi, like the bag. (laughs) <laughs> this is the Ivy Fuse podcast. Now, I typically don't wish harm on wheelchair Latin people, but think of that scene in the first Gremlins movie with the lady in the stairs. Oh um, Mary J. Blige's new album is 10 out of 10 for me, and uh, Kiki Wideman beat Catherine Jackson's record. Every kid in that house is going to have a. <laughs> Wait a Every minute. Kid Every kid in that house is going to have a summer job <laughs> by 2023. Uh, so let's get into the gig. Okay, girl. That is a lot to take in. Hold on. Okay. Um. Yeah. Housekeeping. Mm. Cleaned every room there. There you go. <laughs> um. <laughs> listen, the next time I play SimCity... I'm going to rename my file Kiki Wyatt, okay? I cannot uh, play that game. I can't I can't do it. Why not? They weird me the fuck out. They got their own language. It's I'm talking just, about SimCity, not the Sims. I don't listen. It's too close uh, for comfort all... to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's all related. All you doing is making a whole city for them little people. It's gonna be like a whole universe like us. I don't want no parts out of it. I'm okay. It's funny that you mentioned that because I was talking about um how the Sims talk just a couple it, weeks ago. That shit is funny to me. Copper, 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 popple. Y'all really have y'all <laughs> own, like no other language like it. Nothing else. It's something about that game. Okay, like, have you ever, I know you've heard about the simulation theory, right? Yes, I feel like okay. one. And okay, and the Sims is like a <laughs> perfect example of that. And if the simulation theory is anything remotely near true, I don't want no part of being controlled. I don't want to control. No. I got a problem controlling my own goddamn life. I don't want control. No, I'm okay. And then I can't understand the shit that you're saying about me? No. I'm okay. Okay, so that's a whole other episode. Um, yeah. But those are a couple of my housekeeping items. <laughs> I wanted to um, let y'all know where I stand as the creator of this podcast so now that the housekeeping items are out the way girl 
Can we please talk about the genius documentary, please? Listen. Do you want to? Do you want to go? I think you can start this time. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so listen, I'm a little late to the bus, um, and I think it was kind of intentional um, because at first I was like, I didn't get the point, but then you know, once I saw the little trailer that would automatically play i was like all right let me let me see what this is about because i'm probably the one percent that's not on the bandwagon when it comes to kanye west like i'm a part of it also i'm not uh, yeah i i'm not a big fan of his personality like nope. but i also know a lot of what he's an artistic genius Right. So a lot of how people, other people feel about him comes from whatever media outlet they want to get their junk from. And having obtained the ad too early in life that the media is only here to provide a particular slant that benefits them. Mm -hmm. I'm not going off of like TMZ to judge this man. Now, with that being said, what I'm saying is it's like, I agree with him not wanting any of his children to have like TikTok accounts or be or have social media accounts in general. Mm-hmm. Like none of those kids are old enough. Like they're still like school grade age. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not cool with that. I'm not feeling him if this is the uh the perception or if this is what's actually happening, him like Harassing Kim. That's now, I, yeah, the most bothersome a, part for me. And um, a lot of people don't look at it as if it is harassment when in actuality it fucking is. And it, it has nothing to do with all the Kardashian and the black man destroying. That whole shit is bogus to me because a person cannot destroy another person unless that person allows themselves to be destroyed. Um, I'll say this when it comes down to the whole social media thing. Um, I get it. 100%. <laughs> but that's not a I'm going to go to social media and make a big ass post about like every parent co-parenting situation has a dynamic where a parent agrees with something that a child does that another parent doesn't. I don't want my child to do this. It might be something as simple as I don't want my child to play football or I don't want my child to do I don't want them to go to the movies with their friends by themselves because I feel like they're too young. Like All of those things come into play except for we live in a digital age. So of course social media comes into play, right? Right. What the hell was you expecting to get from posting that? I just want to make it known that I don't give my child permission to post on social media. Okay. But you also realize that you can't control that but only so much. Because trust and believe with North Law mischievous ass, she's going to find a way to do the things that she's already been actively engaged in. In addition to the fact that you were okay with it before. 
she had her own little following before the divorce came into play, before she was pranking her mother on TikTok, before all of that. Because keep in mind, y'all was putting her on stage singing people from off of the internet songs. We're not going to forget about that. So, you can't create an environment and make it okay and then all of a sudden say, no, you can't do it no more. You see what I'm saying? But, that's also not an argument for the internet. What was we going to do? Right, because, I mean, a, a huge amount of people that are on social media and comment as much as they do live their lives by that shit and right. really think they have a greater influence than they actually do. Exactly. So, Kanye, though, so like, I don't necessarily agree with everything he's done the past. All right. When I say the past, I want to say from 2009 to now, I haven't necessarily agreed with everything he's done or said or whatever. Mm. Like, you know, being up under Trump's ass, um, telling people that slavery is a choice. Um, although I sat and marinated on that, and I was like, maybe it's not. What I we think it think. just could have been articulated a lot better than the way that he worded it. I was thinking, well, maybe he meant like the mindset. That's what. Yeah, feeling, I right. Of being in captivity with materialism. Because here's the thing. It all, like, it all stems, as far as Kanye is concerned, for me, it all stems from the, the artistry and the attitude and the imagery he presented to us with the first album or the attitude, which is like, yeah, like you have all this materialism and all this capitalism and it plays into your self-esteem and your worth. And you have European beauty standards that are influencing how we look at ourselves. That's why I sat and marinated. I was like, okay, articulation could have been better because the moment you say slavery and the moment you say 400 years, that sounds like a choice to me. I'm like, oh, like... You saying this to Van of all people. <laughs> Ugh, like, like, you know, this isn't SNL. Like, Van will meet you in the parking lot. Like, yeah. like, come on. Um, but again, you and I are, are intelligent people. We think before we act. Like, right. I, I thought, I still think about that. It's, it's one of those things, but this is the one thing that I don't like about, I, like, the internet is a gift and a curse, and I say that in the sense of, I feel like 90% of human beings right now have, like, a short attention span when it comes down to information in general, because if I can get the gist of it in 60 seconds, then cool, I can move on to whatever else, right? And the way that these things get posted caters to that, but also sparks attention and controversy because if you were to go and actually watch everything that was being said, 
then you wouldn't have took offense to it or reacted to it immediately the way that you did compared to you saying just this 60, 30 to 60 second clip. And right. that's how everything is now. Like, ooh, you, you won't even take the opportunity to go sit down and watch the interview or listen to what is actually being said or look at the person or consider who the person is to understand what they're trying to say. You just take that moment and what the narrative that was given to you and run with it. Right. And it's like, at this point, you know, that's, I think Kanye is aware of that. Because, you know, Mm -hmm. he has had moments as early as like Hurricane Katrina Mm -hmm. where he would say the shocking shit first. Right. Like, whether you agree or you don't, which when he said, you know, President Bush doesn't care about black people, I agree with mm-hmm. that. Um, and it doesn't take Hurricane Katrina to realize that. Like, I knew that as early as 9 11. But that's a mm-hmm. whole nother, that's a whole nother podcast. Um, yeah. But I knew that then, and I was what, like 19, 20 years old, mm-hmm. 23, when they did the little telethon for Hurricane Katrina, he said that. Like he he says the shocking shit first and he, he's aware of how the media will do will spin it just by playing that clip over and over again. Mm-hmm. But he has some truth to what he says. You may not agree with how he goes about it or executes it, but there is a lot of truth to what he says. You some things may not take as long, but other times it's like yeah, I need to actually sit here and watch him during the Sway interview because mm-hmm. he touches on a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. The shit's funny. Like when he said, yes, it is. I am a god. <laughs> I just told you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the Polaroid thing, I was like, oh, wow, that makes a lot of sense. Polaroid yeah. just hired Lady Gaga. What does Lady Gaga fucking know about cameras? I was like, right. I ain't mm. never seen her with a camera. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen her be followed by cameras. Hello? Not, <laughs> not actually touching one. Like, how are you the creative director at Polaroid? What the fuck does she know about cameras? Um, I, yeah, I guess it's, it's just one of those things where, again, um, people just rather have the information, give it to them straightforward and it's not straightforward that's right, the thing just because um, it's shortened doesn't mean that it's straightforward um and it's real funny because people will be like the media manipulates this that and it's hurting so forth but the moment the media posts something or shows you something you take it and you run with it that's right. what's real interesting about it um and it's still happening to this day um, yeah and with that, people have that microwavable hate. Like, it's always at the ready. Right. Yep. Um, so, I, I went just... into the... I, I, when, um, I was probably, like, a week behind um, from, like, the release to the time I actually watched the first, the first episode. Mm-hmm. But I was, like, going in, I'm like, I know this is going to give me more like 
background. I didn't know what to like, expect. I thought it was. I thought it was him, but not Cootie. Right, I was. Like, I Who thought it was Cootie him. Right. right, I thought this was him doing a film in and up because the way that he, because you know he, you know, had made a post again um towards Netflix um something about having creative control over it or whatever the case may be, and it it, it just I didn't get the impression that this was from I just didn't think it was what it was, which I am very happy about. <laughs> Let's be clear. Um, so. That was, I think, where my hesitation came into play because I was a week behind also. Yeah, I think I was on that same <clears throat> ship where I was just like, okay, I saw enough of Kanye like recording Kanye when he was in that stadium for like two months and refused yeah. to drop down. I was like, hold on. Because I would watch other people, I think, who paid money for to um what's the name of that uh streaming thing that Jay-Z had? title like yeah. I th- like people who had subscriptions to title got like a full experience and this and what it was is like people were streamed in to like cameras in the stadium mm-hmm. of like his living quarters and I'm like Hold yeah on. I saw it and watching them record or him sleep and all of and that stuff I, <laughs> yeah I'm I don't I'm good on it I do not right why I do not need Kanye Big Brother right now. I just don't. Right. Um, but as far as like the release party itself and the little moments I saw, I was like, okay, like if I could see the actual art being performed, I'm all for that. But this going from room to room, camera to camera, like it's a minority report, mm-hmm. I'm good on that. I don't. I don't need to see you with the black sheath over your head, the diamond studded thing over your face. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, I thought it was going to be something like that, where you make your own reality show. We just follow you around. Like mm-hmm. I did. I can do without that. But yeah, I was like, Cootie. I've never heard that name before. Right. But I like that he had space in the documentary to give us background on who he was. Yeah. And that they go back a ways, but Cootie was already kind of doing his own separate thing, mm-hmm. and Kanye brought him in. Yeah. Um, that was good, because I would have been, like, asking the whole time, what the, who and what the fuck is a Cootie? Because when I think of the word Cootie, I think of something I don't want. <laughs> I think of something I never wanted, since I heard that in grade school. I'm good on Cootie. Oh my god. But you know, Cootie has the camera and we getting a whole lot right now. I'm with it. Like mm-hmm. and this is like they go I believe the footage starts like right around the time uh Blueprint was being put together. Yeah, because he said not- Kanye it was a year before Jay Z released uh, H to the Izzo. Right. It was that. It was because he was gone for a year. 
So it was like the year before that, or maybe a couple years before that happened is when they started out. Because I didn't know that he learned how to make um, beats from Hitboy. Right, I always thought it was no idea. Yeah, no, I'm sorry, yeah, no idea. My bad, not Hitboy, no idea. Anyway, yeah, no idea. I didn't realize that. That I didn't know. Um, Just that whole background scene of what was going on in that time period anyway was just interesting because you ne- you never said like when you think about back in the day um you know when I think like at that time like hip hop was really really at its peak as far as like where the music was coming from you know what I'm saying right. you didn't really hear about it unless it was California, New York and Atlanta it was really it Maybe right. Miami, because we talking and about what early two thousands, something like early that. Early two thousands, late nineties, late nineties, right? Because um, when did Trick and them come out? Trick was ninety eight, ninety nine. So yeah, like it wasn't really like everything. Was- like New York was New York, California was California, Atlanta was Atlanta. Like there was nothing else really in between too tough. Right, like, you maybe had, like, a couple people out of Chicago, maybe a couple people from Atlanta and Miami. One, uh, Nelly was coming out of St. Louis. Right. I mean, um, even, like, if you looked at the way that um, Memphis Bleef was talking about Common. You right. know what I mean? And it was, like, Common, like, one of the most underrated rappers out there, and, you know, just that and that. It was, like, you know, Wait a minute, like, how long ago? We are fucking old. We are. But it's crazy because Common had been doing music as early as, like, 91, 92. Right. But didn't, like, pop off until um, 97, 98, where Mm -hmm. it was kind of like, he had a couple of music videos or songs that were out. But by the time um, like Water for Chocolate came around, it was just a whole nother thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's like you could have dudes that's been like on a major label for five or seven years, like Fat Joe, who hit in like 91, 92, was on a major label, mm-hmm. did a couple of like remixes, the I Shot You remix for one, um, had been recording and putting albums out and stuff, but didn't really blow until like 2002. Right. right. It It's all about, I think, the right time and the right production. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, you have a lot of dudes out here that put in, like, 10 years of work, but they're not, like, a name until, like, the late 30s and 40s almost. Right. Um, but, yeah, like, at that time, Common was definitely underrated. Um, and he's getting a lot of. I'm, I'm not gonna beat a dead horse because I'm kind of overcoming for reasons. Everybody that's <laughs> listening to this podcast knows. Um, mm-hmm. like I see through the the Black Power Civil Rights thing because, sir, you weren't rapping like that in the early '90s. But you know, I, I get it. You know, get on what's popular. Um. But back to Kanye. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I went on to a whole tangent. <laughs> Getting to the, the documentary. 
All right, so for those of you that are probably never going to watch the documentary because y'all hating ass bitches, even um, though y'all should, y'all you you really should, even though yep. you should. If you yeah. have any complex or feel the type of ways towards Kanye, I really think that you should watch this documentary for real. Because, because I really think it would give people a different perspective as far as who he is and his way of thinking. Um, yeah, let me say that. Because to support, to piggyback off of, your, off of what you're saying, uh, for two reasons you should you should watch it. You uh, it humanizes Kanye very and much, and you get you get different sides of Kanye socially. Like, for example, the um, when he's put into when he brings in Scarface mm-hmm. to listen to a couple of tracks. Right mm-hmm. now, Scarface, iconic rapper, doesn't get the recognition he should, um, but he has a catalog like real well respected worked with a lot of people um probably doesn't have like crazy sales or a lot of like um international or whatever <clears throat> brings him in and he Kanye plays Scarface uh Never Let Me Down which is one of my favorite songs on College Dropout mm. um and I think Kanye said he wants him to be on the hook or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Scarface is leaning up against over one of the boards or whatever, or one of the things in the studio, and Kanye has his retainer. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so. So imagine like it's a real it's it's supposed to be it's a professional setting, right? And hey, Kanye wants Right, like Kanye has like one of the most iconic rappers next to him. And Scarface mm-hmm. is in the moment, like listening to the track. And Kanye's, you know, turning knobs and pushing buttons to, you know, as he's listening. And Scarface is bumping his head and got the pen thinking about something mm-hmm. to write. And he looks down and this and Kanye has his fucking retainer on the counter in front of Scarface. <laughs> and Scarface is like, yo, my dude, um, what what is that? Oh, that's Kanye's like, that's this just is my retainer. retainer. And went back to look under the and went to look right back under the, the deck. Look at the deck to turn to turn knobs. And I'm oh. like, this is the funniest shit ever. <laughs> That's like me leaving my retainer out in front of Tupac. Oh or or Biggie or Nas or Jay-Z. And just like answering the question but going back to the tape deck like, oh, you know, even though I don't have a budget right now, I'm going to treat this studio like this is my house. So I'm going to just leave this retainer right here in front of you. Like, I know you scar, you scar face or whatever, but yeah, this is my retainer. Mm-hmm. That shit. But yeah, like moments like that, and then like, of course, moments with his mom. Like those <sighs> moments, uh, like almost wrecked are me. heartbreaking. It not heartbreaking in a sense that something bad was happening, but you know, one of my 
a close friend of mine said that she felt like he hasn't been right since his mother passed away. And I believe that. And I believe it anymore, even more now. Knowing who this woman was to him. And the life she spoke into him. Listening to her say his name. Oh, Kanye. (sighs) I really love that, Kanye. It is so endearing. So nurturing. So motherly. Like, and I can't imagine. I couldn't imagine losing it. It felt like she was talking to me when she was saying his name. Because it just... It felt like when you're a little kid and you're walking yes! with your mother and she pulls your head into her side and just lays it there. That's what it felt like. It was... So it was just like to lose that. The way that it happened was just... I can't... It's heartbreaking. And with that, like, she understood his art and his lyrics. Yep. Like that mm-hmm. part where when he she went, was rapping his song at the table with him. No, well, that part, but after he went on um, Death Poverty Day. Yeah. And they were walking through mm-hmm. uh, Times Square. And yep. she was like, you know, when you said this in the front and then on the back, you know, you kind of counter, you know, something to that effect. She really paid attention to him. Yeah, because his words and because yeah. she was there all along, like mm-hmm. as a teacher, exposing him to race and civil stuff and politics and just the world in general. And I felt I was like, oh my god, I, oh I, wow, yeah, like yeah. those those two moments. It was just like. Yeah, um, it just like I said, like you said, it really humanized Kanye and it gives you a deeper perspective of his personality, the way he works, his mindset, like everything. And I have a different appreciation for his art. I had an appreciation for it, and like already, like I said, personality-wise, I think he he sucks. But <laughs> right. when it comes down to his craft, it is amazing to see. It. Um, <laughs> can we mind. touch? Can we, <laughs> can we touch on the fuckery of it, though? Please. Please. Are we still Rockefeller episode one? Yes, Rockefeller. Oh, 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 I had no idea. Oh, oh, I will say I have an appreciation for the fact that Dame admitted he didn't really take him serious as a rapper. And wanted to keep him as a producer. I knew that watching it. But and... I it was just like I had no 
idea, which <laughs> makes the verse that he spit in We Are the Champions just mean so much more. <laughs> like, and my dumb tale, I was like, oh, he was on Blueprint too. I didn't know that. Um, so damn dirty. I was listen. I was living with Shaka. Like, I was pissed off from that point. Like, you walk in, and this is after the Blueprint came out, right? Mm. You know, H to the Izzo is everywhere. You walk in to the Rockefeller offices mm-hmm. in New York City with Cootie and your team with your tape and you play for them All Falls Down. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it again. All Falls Down. All Falls Down. Based off a of Lauren Hill sample. Lauren fucking Hill. And mm-hmm. I don't know if Assholes. Man. Go ahead. I don't, even, I don't even know if he had Selena Johnson on the hook by then. I don't know. I believe so, so. Okay. Because, you know, another thing I'm going to touch on that part later, what I was going to say. You walk in and play All Falls Down. Now, Tyler Stripeout in as a whole, amazing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't typically run back to All Falls Down a whole lot, but that's like a really strong song. What he's saying yeah. in that song um, goes into Shaka's office, who I believe is one of the execs, mm-hmm. puts the tape on the CD, <clears throat> plays the song, and you know, around that time, Kanye wouldn't just play it, but he would also perform it. Right. And he's performing the song while he's playing in the background, and you know Shaka is looking at him, and it's not a look of like, "Oh, this shit bump, oh my god," she or like she's him. even open, like, like she doesn't even look like she's open to it. No, and she looks straight through him. I was like, really? And I, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> she's wow. looking at him like he was a homeless man on the subway train, and she's just trying to get to work. Or how they seem like they might have been listening to it or into it. And the next thing you know, a crowd of fucking people come to office and like start talking about bullshit. Right. Like, oh my God, girl, you see, you know what I did last week? What was it? The last, the last chick that was like, she was li- the secretary, the executive listening assistant. to everything. And the next thing you know, the chick coming in there and start talking about damn lunch. And she like, oh, can you turn that off? Really? Bitch. Really, bitch. See, I'm the executive assistant. It, it just like I'm on the desk. Cause it just wasn't it. I I had no idea. I had no idea. And then and even when they would show him in the recording studio, who who the hell was that chick? Um, and I want to say this might have been episode two. Where some they went to, I want to say it was somebody's hotel room or somebody's house. Oh, the, 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 and um, they performed for the Dane. younger girl that and was the girl, and they, yeah, with a hat and stuff. Yes, 
Yeah. Right. So yeah, that was I think uh, episode two because that's more in the front of my mind. I'm I was kind of curious too because I didn't know they unless she wasn't actually signed, and that yeah. was just her. Aud- it was but cute. Said, it was cute, but it was just one of those things where it was like you, you, you got to see the talent that he had, the work that he was putting in, and then to see. Not because I have no idea who she is, so I don't know. She, I don't know who she is, but to see them like ultimately put precedence over with her or uh whatever that other group was that was recording in the studio while he was sitting there, and he was somebody said something to him, and he was just like, like I'm just here, like I'm just doing oh, right. whatever it is that y'all, you know what I'm saying, like. Like, what are we talking about right now? You know what I mean? And it just was like a smack, constant smacks in his face. Just constant smacks in his face. It just puts things in a different perspective for me. Right. Um, For sure, because it wasn't even just as he was going from studio to studio or hotel room to hotel room just to kind of be in the background it was also like when he would be on tour with the other artists mm-hmm. and you know this this kind of thing goes you know beyond just the executive but like other artists on the label like outside Memphis Bleak who by the way mm-hmm. girl I didn't know he was as fine as he was. Oh, like I would see his picture. Well, right. Like I didn't Mm -hmm. pay. I didn't notice him like that coming up. But like in the documentary, I was like, "Hold on, wait, wait a minute. What? Huh? Okay. Of course, it's like twenty years difference. When it was just like, oh, me at thirty nine, I would have got that. But Mm nineteen twenty, when is that your bitch came out? I would have been like. Okay. Oh, is that your bitch? <laughs> but you know, Memphis Bleak held him high. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the stuff he said. But as far as like Beans and Freeway and maybe Petey Crack, like Kanye would be at the video shoot in the background, just watching everybody else on Rockefeller pop off on that shiny suit. These are my chains. Mm-hmm. And I get it because it's like you know Rockefeller is blowing up, and this is what the kids listen to. But in the hotel room where people are just like giving it up, higher for you know a kid technically off the street who ultimately didn't go anywhere. While you have Kanye play Jesus, I think he was playing Jesus Walks. Yeah, for them, which again changed the game, but. He's playing that in the background and he's performing it for y'all. And the moment um, Dame was running through the corridor towards the door and said Mm -hmm. to Biggs to come on, I was like, really, nigga? Right. Like, I... Okay, so I always had as probably far back as like 15 years ago the the vibe was a feeling that Dane was an asshole or could be always has been right 
And I thought, okay, well, maybe that's just the Rockefeller thing. But then no. I saw him on. <laughs> no. Well, damn, girl. But then I saw him on. Um, it was uh, the the rehab where he was mm. on there with his two brothers. And I was like, oh, wow. Even with your family, you don't turn it off. No. Like, no. Like, you're two, three times as bad. And then I thought about it and I was like, what did Aaliyah see in you? And then I was like, okay, maybe I shouldn't be an asshole in, in response to this asshole. But like, I saw the documentary and I was like, oh, wow. You really were shitting on this guy. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you he was on his way to chase some booty or something with bags. Who knows? But you what is the name of that fucking movie? What okay, because there was backstage and then there was the other one with the um the Rockefeller painful. What was that movie? Was that no, there was a movie that they did. Uh, about um, the tour. Fade the Black. Yes. Or the show. The show. That's what it was. That's when I first realized how much of an asshole he was. So I've never seen the show. I've only listed, oh, well, you, you know, I've listed the soundtrack. Very, very interesting. You should. Soundtrack okay. dope as fuck, but you should definitely watch it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, I, that's when my dislike for him as a person came into play. Um, he's a fucking asshole. There's really no way, like, you, there's no cut cards with that. He's an ignorant ass person, to me, in my opinion. And the the whole, like, business mentality thing, that's like, like, you don't have to be that much of an asshole. <laughs> All the time. To be a business mogul. Like, you don't got to do that to people. You don't got to talk to people that way. You don't. And I get stand firm in your shit. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely. But you don't have to be that way. So. Yeah, because at some point, it's like you're burning bridges because business is about more so about networking than the money. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, even though I know and feel him to be an asshole, I still have to give him respect for all he's he's done and accomplished. You know what oh, I mean? Absolutely. Like beyond the fact that you were Jay Z's manager, like that's a, that's not, a big fucking deal. You just yeah. not you're just that, not you're not a personable warm. person for me. You're like not, I wouldn't. You're not warm. You're not personable. You're not. He's not somebody that I. I don't know but, if I was sitting in a room and have a conversation with him. I really don't know if I. Because it's hard to receive anything from anybody who right. will talk at you. Right. If I can't feel like there's a level of respect in the conversation, whether I'm the person receiving the information or giving the information, I don't know if you're the right person to give it to. And um, that's how I feel about him. He just rubs me so wrong. Um, anybody ever so, ran in his mouth before? Huh? Has anybody ever like ran in his mouth before? He just seemed like he's the type of man that just need to get ran in his mouth. Okay, let me shut up. 
Please do not do not speak into existence that kind of shit. I'm um, I'm not, but I mean because yeah. So back to the documentary. <clears throat> this that probably was episode one or episode two where he was playing where Kanye was playing Jesus Walks, and like the two execs of Rockefeller, like dashed out, like darted mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Um, and it and it blows my mind. From that scene, because it's like you sat there and you entertained this little girl. This girl, and I'm like, what is she talking about? And it's like, but you run out on Jesus walks, like who? 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 It's a complete song at this point. Like he has the music, he has a bridge, a chorus, and verses, like a complete song. It may not mm-hmm. been polished or remastered, but like. People have to understand that, like, he was doing the production for College Dropout for, for a years. long time. For a long time. For a Even long time. Before he sat down with that white lady and signed that contract on College Dropout. In the in the midst of a producing for other people and b navigating like the hate from his so called friends, can we please? Mm-hmm. Can we please? Can we please? Because I texted you <laughs> while I was watching the first episode <laughs> that uh, Doug Infinite is a whole bitch. Because, <laughs> excuse me, sir, who in the entire fuck <laughs> are you to di- Like, who are you? Like, we... Arthur, you cool in my face. You just saw me. You just saw me. Yeah. You just saw me at the light or on the corner somewhere (laughs) or at the Waffle House. You just saw me. And you were on the radio talking cold cash shit. (laughs) Dissing me. Like you just saw me before like, you went there. No, I can hear you. Like, do you know I'm, I'm in the city listening to you? You're on the radio in the car that I'm in. <sighs> wow! And we we supposed to be cool. We go back like car seats. What are you doing? Listen, what? And and this is and here's the thing. This is before College Drive comes out. Kanye does like two features for Rockefeller and Jay Z. Is strictly known as a producer, and he's already being dissed. Right. Like, I think he wasn't even in New York that long yet. Nope. He and had he already came back, and they was talking about him. Already being dissed. Like, but then- I can't. Like I can't just like I like you dissing me on the radio. Like I can't call you on this flip phone. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm in the backseat with two other, like in the car with two other niggas, and like I see you as I'm calling you, or right. however that. Like you really think I can't just pull up? Like like I don't know you? Like really? And he was Doug Infinite had that fear in his face, even mm-hmm. though Kanye is not like. Uh, American Gangster or uh, you know one of the characters from Hoodlum like 
he just does not come off that way. But the fear on Doug Infinite's face from the passenger side of his best friend's ride, he wasn't even driving the shit. Catch that shade. You are the passenger on the passenger side of your best friend's ride. Full of fear on your face because Kanye is coming to you because you were talking shit on the radio. We supposed to be boys. We supposed to be boys. Sir, who are you? But that situation there, like all jokes aside, that situation there, like, just proves like people are threatened by greatness. Yeah, absolutely. When and they and are, they tend to see it in you before you do. You see, hello, yeah. and hello. they they get threatened. So what they do is they try to sabotage you because they don't feel like you. If they catch you early, then they might be able to prevent it. Come through, abstract Confucius. Drop the gems. Did you just call me abstract Confucius? I hate. <laughs> Dropping the gems on the audience, yes. But yeah, that's what they do, and it all it'll always be nine times out of ten a person, one of the people that's closest to you. Because one thing, the master hates to see the student become the master. Hello, and that's the thing when you teach somebody something, they're always going to take what you taught them and elevate that shit. That's the purpose of being a teacher. I'm going to teach you my knowledge and you're going to take what I teach you and you're going to elevate that shit and make it better. Uh, For example, Nathan Ernest Green, I believe his last name was, Mm. taught, I just found this out recently, taught Jack Daniels how to distill whiskey. Interesting. Elaine, and how about that for Black History Month? Because it's still February. (laughs) (laughs) So, so just to deviate a little bit, Nathan Ernest Green, I think his last name is Green, taught this white man by the name of Jack Daniels how to distill whiskey. Now, Nathan Ernest Green was born into slavery, you know, got emancipated and freed along with everybody else. Um, taught this white man how to distill. Like, he was already a master distiller, this Nathan mm-hmm. Ernest Green. Taught mm-hmm. this white man how to do it. Of course, you know, Jack Daniels becomes big. Right. And in re- I guess in return or out of guilt, I don't know, he hired Nathan Ernest Green to work for him. Now, see, my ignorant black ass would have been like, no, nah, Negro, we going 50-50. Yeah. Like, but what again, eighteen. <laughs> See, you throwing me for a loop now. Monkey wrench, got to think. Eight, the late 1800s. Because okay. Nathan Ernest Green, it's on his, he's, he's got a wiki page. Um, was born in 1820, died in 1890 or something. But the picture that is at the top of his page on Wikipedia is a group photo. It's actually his son in that photo next to Jack Daniels. So I guess Jack Daniels also hired the son at some point. But yeah, like to support your point of how, you know, teaching people how to fish Mm -hmm. is better than, I guess, showing, well, you know, I'm no Confucius, but we got abstract Confucius on the line. Oh my God. Um, 
But yeah, Doug Infinite, a whole bitch. Um, Kanye, a better man than me, because I would have flattened the tires. Um, <laughs> I don't care. Ain't that what Big D said? Up. Ain't no way. I'm going to be running up on nobody else they talked about me and not do nothing. <laughs> but right. shut up. Stop instigating shit. <laughs> Fuck eggs. Like, like, I'm sure Kanye was confused in that moment where he was just like, hold on. He now, was pissed. Can't... You saw how did he still ball his lips up the same way when he made. Well, then again, you can't tell whether he made a happy because he could smile at an instant and turn it right off. But when he beat them lips all balled up looking like a little butthole, yeah. That's Not how he the was. CBJ face. No, that's the rat face. He just looked like a, <laughs> a butthole. Not the booty boy. He looked like the, the little but, but what is it? The little booty hole bug from off of Star Trek. Um, what is it? Storm Star, Star Troopers, Starship Troopers. That shit. You remember Smart Bug? Man, I have only seen that movie once, and I'm glad you I didn't return. Me. Please watch it again now. I promise you, you will enjoy no, it. No, I, I got you to. I got yeah, to because you got to see the butthole bug. Now I gotta watch it because you mentioned it. Because it's a big giant smart bug that looks like a huge butthole. So okay, <laughs> before we get into that, before we go off <laughs> off of what we're talking about, which is supposed it's, to be the review of this documentary. I mean, they look like Kanye lips, but anyway, it, it just infinite. But yeah, yeah, like people saw the greatness early on, you know, outside of Pharrell and Most Def and Ludacris. And um, Jamie Foxx and No ID, like regular on the street every day, day one, quote unquote, niggas mad at you, just hating, just got the energy to diss. Mm-hmm. But we don't know who Doug Infinite is now. I mean, we do <laughs> now, but who are you now, sir? Where are you? Are you bagging groceries at the Save a Lot? Is that where you are today, sir? Yep. You're probably wondering how did I get here? <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Sorry. I was having a TikTok same moment. Um, but yeah, that pissed me off for two days. That part, like, you know, the Rockefeller thing, that's that's gonna piss me off for a lifetime. But this is a from the perspective of somebody who loves college dropout. Like, I was stationed in Texas um, for two, by that point it was like two years. College dropout came out and me and my homegirl Nita, who is Juanita, who's from Chicago and lives in Chicago, played the hell out of college dropout. It was college dropout and chicken and beer by Ludacris. Couldn't tell us shit. When I tell you I played college dropout the fuck out for two years, and I still do, but like there's no skips on that album. Like, although, you know, workout plan, he should have put the remix on there with Farnsworth, but that's my own opinion. But no skips. But another thing I wanted to take away from the first episode is the power of networking. Because even because he was doing all of this with no budget, no help from the label, wasn't signed. Well, he before and after he got signed, he still was doing bits and pieces for a college dropout. 
But I, I guarantee you, I think it was Ludacris came through. Kanye wasn't signed yet. Um, he had already had two words together. He wasn't signed yet. Of course, he had Jesus Walks and All Falls Down. He wasn't signed yet. Um, but, man, just watching him, literally, like, I guess, direct and guide guide people. All right, so this will be your part. But he's right. actually performing, you know, for them. Like, that, that whole scene with Jamie Foxx, I was like, oh, that's cold. That's cold. Yeah. That's yeah. cold. That's cold. You got to see how they put the song together. It's just, it was just interesting to watch all of that come to fruition. That's all. Um, I can't wait till I hate that it's not coming back on until what Thursday? Oh, I didn't check. Yeah, I think it's um, Thursday. If either Wednesday or Thursday. Oh well, damn! And and Netflix don't. Be the last episode. And Netflix normally don't have anything happening in between time. It's hard to find shit on Netflix. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna watch this. Oh, I find um, shit all the time, but you know, weird too. Well, I'm trying to be as weird as you. Watch. <laughs> it's called MFKZ. So it's short for motherfuckers, basically. It's a cartoon. Watch it. It's very, very interesting. I would love to know how you feel about it. <laughs> okay, I'm going to add that to my wish list mm-hmm. for 2022. Yep. Um, Watch it. So, that's kind of my my third point as far as a reason why people should watch the documentary. Mm-hmm. is just like how he's literally his mind is mm-hmm. when it comes to the music. Yep. Like he brought Luda in and was like, all right, Luda, you know, if you could do it this way. But that Jamie Foxx, because you know, I I love slow jams. Like I'm crazy about that song. Because mm-hmm. who would have thought to take a Luther a Luther Vandross sample. All right. And speed it up that way, and it, I'm, I get crazy when that part comes on. Oh, I get crazy. <laughs> oh, we're gonna have to get in the car one day and just ride around, listen to the whole album. Abstract Sagittarius, girl. I get yeah. crazy. I don't know what it is, probably because I'm a Lucifer fan, and I'm a fan of that song. You know, Luther's remake and Dion's original version. Dion Warwick, get give her her flowers. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. But give her her Twitter props too, because that woman is amazing on Twitter. I just I, had to throw I, that out there. I, I holler every week. Listen, like, she's one of my favorite people. So I was so wrapped up into her debut on Twitter. Listen, for two weeks I changed my um. My profile name to Dion's tracksuit. Because... Listen, <laughs> listen. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm trying to tell you, her coming to Twitter was the best shit. They, like it made my Twitter stay crazy. Like this is what Twitter is. 
Right, like older people coming on not knowing who Chance the Rapper is and why I should work with him and um or what show should I watch, who music should I be listening to? Um <laughs> and she was she, she retweets, say something about how do I know about what I told what I tweeted? And I'm like, what is she talking about? She just was making up words and it was like I need to work for Twitter, y'all need to a woman is something special on Twitter. And she must be protected. She must be. And like, you know, every once in a while people would retweet shit or mention her in a tweet. Like, they actually was like, um, they had like a side-by-side photo. No, they said that, um, they tried to say she's like future or something, and she said no. I'm like, look, see, what y'all not gonna do, what y'all not gonna do is play in my auntie Dion Warwick's face. Right. Because let me tell you, she is a direct descendant of Whitney Houston. And you already know Whitney Houston do not play. Mm-hmm. And you already know that family is from the dark side of Jersey. Don't let the evening gowns and the Copa oh, yeah, songs don't get, it fucked up. get you play like get you right played because I saw Dion Warwick on The Apprentice. Dion Warwick on The Apprentice is not Dion Warwick from Psychic Friends Network. Okay, right. When I tell you, like I can laugh at it now because the shit's funny, but Dion Warwick is no joke. Like if you get on her, if you press her or if something's not working right, mm-hmm. she'll get you together. Yep. In her tracksuit and her visor. She's like, let me tell you something, Huzzy. I'm like, Dion. Well, anyone who had a heart, Dion, why are you going off, girl? On this uh <laughs> on this deaf white lady in the middle of New York City. Let me she was like, let me tell you something, Huzzy. And like, you know, the interpreter's hands would be going crazy. And then, like, they get up to the hotel room after the project, and she's going back and forth with the interpreter. And, um, you know, Marley is sitting, who was Marley, Matlin, Martin, or whatever his name, the little deaf white lady. Mm-hmm. They had a disagreement. Marley was feeling some kind of way about how Dion came at her. But, like, it's the three of them, and Dion is, like, pointing real heavy at the interpreter. And point, I was like, oh my God. But long story short, don't don't get it twisted uh, with Queen Dionne Warwick. And I want y'all to revere her and acclaim her at the same level that y'all do with Patty and Aretha yep. and Diana Ross. I love and Tina Turner and Gladys Knight. Love all of them, but y'all, y'all need to get together. Going off on a tangent, just want to get that off my chest, my little flat bird chest. But I know a whole moment. No, I just (laughs) something popped up. Yes, back to the Um, documentary though. Oh, what what popped up? Is a documentary? You remember? No, it's a a rapper. Um, I don't think he got shot and killed. Who? You remember? Um. Snooty Wild. He was uh, he was an artist. That, uh, I think he was a CMG artist. I know he came out. Yo Gotti had put him out. Um, he sang that Yayo song in a um 
the song with K-Cat made me. Um, hold on. I'm going to send you the song because I don't, you know, don't want no. All right. Let's put that on the back burner. Yeah. But that's that's all I was looking at. <clears throat> it just popped up. So, the Genius documentary, um, we both watched two episodes of it. That's the only ones that are out right now. Mm-hmm. Um. So he had been Kanye had been working on the album for a couple of years prior to it coming out. He even like put up the money for the um the video of um Mm -hmm. of uh Through the Wire, you know, having already played it for Pharrell, made Pharrell like the song made Pharrell walk out the room like down the hall and come back. But you know, it was funny to me how Pharrell was a little late to the turn of the phrase through the wire because he had been rapping, Kanye had been rapping the song through his through mouth being a wide shot. Being wide shot. Yep. Um, I was like, how did he not catch that at first? Um, but then, like, I wish he had had the choir on the album version of the song because they were, they were tight. Yeah, you know, they were. Of choirs on song. Know what it is, but I just right. love it. Um, but he, Kanye, even put up the money for a listening session or a listening party for not only the video but also the song through the wire. Um, and they were able to put that together through a connect that worked at MTV. Like they literally walked in, like late at night, into the MTV building. They knew somebody that worked in like the video department or whatever and put the music video together. Right. And D Ray Davis. <laughs> hella funny. Yo, okay. Every time I see that point without an all my spit. He is so stupid. I'm sorry. Every like, time I see that point. For the longest time, I only tied D-Ray to, like, the first barbershop movie. I was like, okay, you little dude that came in every couple of minutes to try to sell DVDs. I'm like, okay, you kind of funny. Um, but also, all right, I'm going to take it back a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Do you know that D-Ray Davis and um, what's the other comedian... D. Ray Davis and um, oh Corey Holcomb, yeah. <laughs> my cousin, cool one of my cousins, a whole fool. My cousin, one of my cousins, loves uh, Corey Holcomb's comedy. We're on an episode of Jerry Springer. Mm. Right. Yes. I do remember that. You know which one? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I remember when they I was like, oh my God. These guys here. Okay. Yeah. I remember Um, when that floated around for a while. And I remember watching it live. Like the episode came on live TV. Mm. And I was, and I didn't know it was, I didn't make the connection until well later in life, Um, which. Looking back, and I had known this for a while, that most of that shit was staged anyway. Um, which that was also staged. But when I put the college dropout in for the first time, 
I thought that was actually Bernie Mac. It is not actually Bernie Mac. It is D. Ray Davis impersonating yes. Bernie Mac. Yes, it is. Just about as good as Bernie Mac. Rest in right. peace. I have hollered since. <laughs> because, sir, who who are you? <laughs> and this is 2004. Like, he... He was, I think, only had been in the barbershop, maybe did a couple of spots, but wasn't a name name like he is now. But to actually watch him, hey, they were like, in, he's in the Through the Wire video. He's mm-hmm. the one driving the car. But mm-hmm. just the fact that people came out that were from Chicago to appear on the album before he even was signed or had a budget or... Right. Like... That's amazing to me. Yeah. But that that damn D Ray Davis. Kanye, what the fuck the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> and he was on the first two albums. Yeah. He's like, you can't do that, Kanye. What the hell was that? Yeah, he said that uh, a lot of people didn't know that it was him. Or that he had yeah. even been around. As long as he has been. Right, because he I... still looks the same. Mm-hmm. D-Ray is a fucking fool. But see, D-Ray comedy. <laughs> Not everybody can handle D-Ray comedy. They can't. That's the other thing. Like, that's not for network TV. No, and and Quad is his cap. I'm surprised Corey Holcomb... And yeah. made it onto TV because <laughs> those two, those two, and Corey is smart about it. Like Corey says stuff that goes over people's heads. I think that's how he was able to get mm-hmm. in. Like yeah. he really, like I saw him on Def Comedy Jam, and I was like, I don't think a lot of these people get it. <laughs> yeah. But I get it, and my ignorant ass cousin gets it. Like I ignorant cousins in my family. I'm like, oh, this is right up the alley. But that's that's another thing. It's like you say stuff that goes over most people's heads, but some of us out here that are watching know it. Like, nigga, we you did you just say, say that? that? And then it make right. it even funnier because the people don't get it. <laughs> just like y'all stupidies. But yeah, um, College dropout, man, like so just so many so many cuts. Like it's very rare for me. Hip hop, music in general, to find an album where there's like no skips. And late registration too. And graduate graduation, but I don't want to get ahead of the documentary. Um but like he had been working on that for a couple of years and was already at work for the second album after the Grammys in 2004. Okay. Because in the second part, you know, it was the Grammy, like, you know, the album came out, he was at the Grammys and he gave the dope speech, was nominated for 10, I think he won about three or four, but was already at work for the second album right after that. Right, because he had Jamie Foxx again, and they were working on Gold Digger together. Right, 
Which right. personally, Gold Digger, that's another song I go back to. Probably because they played the hell out of that song. Yeah. But but nigga. The rest of that album? Oh, oh, oh yes. All right. So before we get off of here, mm-hmm. when you look at college dropout. All right, let's let's look at college dropout first. The songs that are on there. Now it's been almost I don't want to age us, but I got to kind of. It's been almost 20 years since college dropout, right? Yep. 2004. On any given day, what songs on college dropout would you go back to? Like, what are like engraved in your head? You would just go back to and be like, yeah. Um, first and like foremost, five, it was Jesus songs. Walks because I have a lot of memories from that song. Not necessarily good ones, but a lot of a lot of memories. Two words. Um, okay. that's two songs. Okay. I, the whole goddamn oh, how are you gonna make me convert it down to five? Come on, look, I I know it's hard. Like, it's hard for me to even pick top five rappers because, like, it took me a while to even get my fi- the top 50 together, but let alone top 10 and then top five. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, those, I, I don't have a top five, but as far as two... This okay, I'll say three and <laughs> the damn workout plan. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we get to play that in the catchy as fuck too, but when the video came out, I have so much more like yo. What the fuck am I watching right now? The fuck out when I saw it. It like so yeah, but those would be my 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 three. I can't. I you can't do two more. <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. Okay. Um. What the hell? So that's for college dropout, right? Yeah. All right. Late registration. Now, I may give you a little bit more room with late registration. Okay, let's see. You you can name as many as you want. I'll, I'll do that for late registration. Um, Because hmm. it's harder for me with late registration. I ain't going to even hold you. Heard him say, touch the oh. sky, drive Somebody. slow. Um, diamonds. Yes. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> All right. So, which one though? The remix or the, the Kanye? Both of them. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not both of both them. Both of them. B O F F U M. Both of them. B O F F U V. 
<laughs> U-M. Both of them. I'm screaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both of okay. them. Okay. I got you. <sighs> you want me to go to the next album? Oh, 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 you, oh, oh, sure. Yes, please. All right. Uh, oh, so, all right, for graduation. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Yeah, you know, this is a shorter set of songs, so. Good morning. <laughs> it's, it, oh, I know, right? Um, can't tell me nothing. Oh. Flashing lights. Oh, listen. To this day. This is probably the reason why I don't listen to the radio. Because every time I hear flashing lights, they either screw it up so bad with their little stupid mixing, or they never play the song for me. And I get mad every single time. Flashing lights is like, that's my shit right there. Oh, I wish Dwayne was in the video because he would have blew up. But anyway. Um, 808s and Heartbreak. Oh, wait a minute. That's all for graduation? Yeah, for me. Those are the ones. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Like, it's just for me. Like, those two songs did something for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's not to take away from nothing else, but those two songs. Amazing. It always breaks. Okay. But welcome to Heartbreak. Listen, listen. With Kid Cuddy. Who shit. First of all, I believe 808 Sound Heartbreak was way before its time. Right. I guess. But welcome to Heartbreak. Who mm. Yeah, that's something different. And it's still something different. Um Oh my god, yes. Oh my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. I'ma walk out to the parking lot. Every goddamn song site. (laughs) (laughs) I will hang up the call right now. Um Dark Fantasy, first of all, the the beginning of the album. Like it, the beginning of the album, just yeah. First of all, um, just just Nikki's intro alone. I'm like, okay, this is how we gonna do it. Power. Okay. All of the lights. Again, I wish Dwayne was in that music video for Power. Monster. Well, Soulbolt. Runaway. Oh! Like. Yeah, he, he left the full nine minute version on the album because yeah, but I need all this flashing. I mean, all of the lights. Mm-hmm. That whole song, everybody that he had on a he had Elton John on a fucking song, like the nerve, the audacity, sir. I remember anticipating the video, the the little girl walking through the city in the black and white, like that whole. Money, money. Yeah, we not even going to do that. Jesus. Oh, okay. Well, wait a minute. No. All right. Are we including Watch the Throne? <laughs> I can throw that in there, too. <laughs> <laughs> if you want me to. I can definitely throw that in there. <laughs> um, Jesus was probably... 
Blood on the Leaves. Okay. Um, what the fuck is the name of that damn song? I want to say Black Skinhead too. Okay. Um, Life of Pablo. I did not listen to. Really? I didn't. At all to this no, day. I didn't. Nope. Mm-mm. Didn't listen to it. God damn. I'm not afraid to admit it. I didn't listen to it. I don't know why, <laughs> but I did. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So I'm not even going to hold you. Yeah. I. I in all so, honesty, I'm gonna put between Life of Pablo and Jesus King. I didn't really listen to those three albums that much um and then Donda came and I don't think that there's a song on it that I did not like um Donda something different in all honesty Kanye has the ability to kick that shit up a notch every single time and the world don't never be They'll never be ready. Like, I never understood how you can compare or even try to put Donda versus Champagne fucking Poppy because they stand in a caliber by themselves. There's no comparison in any way, shape, form with these two albums, first of all. Donda is just sits in the tear by itself, in my opinion. Uh... Drake album is a good album. Don't get me wrong. But it's nothing. There's no way that you can even compare the two. Yeah, That's how I feel. Get a comparison. Right, you, you can't get a comparison. Get a comparison. There's no way that I can sit up there and take a song from off the Donda and compete it against a song from off of the damn from Drake album. How, how do you do that? So, and unfortunately, um, I didn't get seemingly scammed out of my two hundred dollars for this Dawn to Two album. So yeah, I don't know what that <laughs> to sound like, you know. Uh, so one day far, we'll hear it. So from yay to kids to um. Whatever album was before Donda, mm. um, yeah, you 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 kind of you you're not gonna see me mention because it's like ugh, nothing really stands out. And then like especially during that time where he was doing, where he had um, what's her face? What's her face name? Uh, I was about to say Kiki Palmer, but that's not her. Um, cool. T- uh, Tiana Taylor, and he oh. had Nas. Remember when he was putting out albums that mm-hmm. only had seven songs? Mm-hmm. What the fuck was that? Mm-hmm. Nas got done so dirty, but I still listened. I still yeah. listened. I still listen. I I still hold and and hang in there with Nas. You know he has a rap for being the worst bit uh, beat picker, but whatever. Man, Nas get out of here. These last Nas, two damn Nose albums is fucking phenomenal. 
Right. Hello. Nas is never leaving my top five. He's never leaving my top three. That's a whole nother uh, episode. Yeah, that's another episode because he's staying on the Ted Calibre. So. Ooh, King's Disease and King's Disease 2. Right. Like, come on now. Um, But bonus, Um, watch the throne. Yes, watch Watch the throne. No church in a while. Right. Niggas in Paris, oldest. Um, what's the uh the song? I can't stop. Ain't that the name of it? The one from Other <laughs> The Great Gatsby. That's my <laughs> shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like so. I fuck with that soundtrack. The Great Gatsby soundtrack. Man, listen. That first of all, I fucks with the movie. Um. I think that they did an amazing job. Leo can snatch all my cookies with his cute self. Every um, last one of them without any questions asked. Just here, take them. Throw the whole <laughs> cookie joy chase. And the sleeve too. Hello? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, so that's all you taking from Watch the Throne? Those are my go-to. Okay. My number one go-to like is No Church in the Wild, though. Like, Ooh, that's my that. shit. That's my say shit. That. That's Frank Ocean. I don't know what it him. is. I don't know what it is about him. He just gives me an experience just from listening mm-hmm. to his music. Yep. And that's, and that's rare. And this is somebody that like still goes back to like I still go back and listen to Channel Orange. Listen uh, hello. And still have an appreciation for it the same the same way that I had an appreciation for it when that shit came out. Fuck that album is insane. And Nova came. <laughs> still has a truck hold on me. No, I go back. I go back to Blonde still to this month to this day. Yeah. Ooh, that song Nikes. Oh my god. And then I am also a uh, teacher fan, so Same. that's a bonus for me. I love her. Same. Right. I love because well, like the internet and Sid. <laughs> fuck are we talking about right now? <laughs> What you talking about? With yes, <laughs> like what? Listen, and I'm a very uh, I am a Tyler, the creator. Fan. I'm not afraid to admit it. I love his ace. Day one. Love I know you've been a day one. Hey, listen, Yonkers. <laughs> I'm a fucking walking paradox. Yeah. So, and you can see the Kanye influence in him. Um. <laughs> That's another thing. Like, hate him or love him. This is this is another layer or another reason as to why Kanye is undeniable. I had a similar conversation with the people out there when I was talking about Mary J. Blige on the last episode. Mm. Um, because the impact and the influence of Mary you hear in female singers we listen to today, even during the time that she was coming out. But with Kanye, it's like you hear him in Drake, you hear him in J. Cole, you hear him in Kendrick, you hear him in everybody over there at Odd Future. Like, before Kanye, like, you really didn't hear like, niggas on wax or on the mic like, 
exposing themselves or being vulnerable mm. on rap beats and talk about like you know family members that pissed the bid and family members that got in trouble that's just family business shit like that that was more relatable than oh you know I'm sleeping with your bitch or you know right. pulling up and a white Rolls Royce but also mm. here's another thing before I get up off of here before I give you my um, my album, my album retrospective, um, the part this is what also blew my mind from the documentary. In the beginning part of the first episode, um, Kanye was in the background during the Mace Harlem World era. Mm-hmm. Not just Mace Harlem World the album, but Harlem World the fucking group. When I yeah. tell you, I was in high school. I still had that album in high school with the Harlem World group album. Oh, yeah. Oh, I still have it, and I. Oh, we just need to like seriously just one day just go through like. Mm. Oh, like pick a year or like a five year time oh, frame. Oh, I'm I'm telling you. And here's here's the thing. Like Harlem World, like that was a blip in time. Like they mm-hmm. didn't blow as big. But let me tell you, that fucking album. There were a lot it's of corny. So, yeah, there were a lot of corny moments on that Harlem World group album, not Mace's debut. Because let's right. be clear. Let's be clear. Oh my god. I haven't listened to this. Oh my god! Let's be clear: the distinction between <sighs> the name of his, Mace's debut album mm-hmm. and the name of the group that he put together with right. um, his twin sister, right? And and Loon was part of that group. Uh, yep. Let's be clear: <laughs> Harlem World, the group. That that album, although there was a lot of corny moments on that album, oh, I had a chokehold on my ass in high school because outside of I like it, which this concludes part one of our review of episode one and two of Genius, the Kanye West documentary. But before we leave we like to add bonus content to this episode outtakes unedited portions from the same recording session between me and abstract Sagittarius enjoy part two because <laughs> we clearly exceeded well we couldn't have exceeded but the two hour limit when there's more than when there's more than one person on the episode but that's fine. Anchor is going to have to deal because I will never shut up about this. <laughs> when I tell you the chokehold that album, The Movement, had on my ass in high school. Mm. Oh! Oh my goodness. Besides, I really like it, which I love that song. Do you, look, that song you made me with Nas and Carl Thomas. Oh, mm. oh, mm-hmm. and you know what? 
last year I found the album on Spotify and I was oh, in my car. Oh, look at their picture. <laughs> I feel so old right now. When was this? 99. March 9th, 1999 is when that album came out. Yes. I was 17. And it was early 99. I don't think I, I was, yeah, I was still in high school. I was somewhere between my junior. If I wasn't a junior, I was definitely a senior because I graduated from high school when I was 17. But I have a mm-hmm. late birthday in the year. But let me tell you, oh, you made me to have Carl Thomas who eats up a chorus or a bridge or wherever you put him. Mm-hmm. Then you have the sample, which I think they used to walk on by. But you had Nas on the end of that. Listen. <laughs> oh! If you don't stop. <laughs> Let me tell you. People's, people disregard Nas during his Nostradamus uh, era. But let me tell you, because... he reminded y'all asses. He reminded y'all asses in '99 when he hopped on, or '98 when he hopped on Mob Deep's album and ate their asses up on that Scarface mm-hmm. sample. Then came over here on the movement and ate that whole song up. Oh! I think the problem was because he, like, let's let's be real, right now. Him and Jay-Z both went through what I call their commercial <laughs> stage. Yeah. And that, <laughs> those albums. They got a lot of flack for that shit, too. Because I'm trying to tell you, like, now when we go back and we listen to the songs, it's like, all right, cool. But remember, when Noah came out with that song with Genuine, it was like, what the we were we were sensitive bitches, right? Like I know we shit on uh, Gen Z right now for they sensitive asses, but we were really sensitive bitches when we when you owe me came out. I love the song, but y'all gave Nas hell for that song. And didn't even care for the rest of the album because of that damn song. Because, oh, I remember. First of all, oh. let's quit. Let me make because it started with Hate Me Now. With, with Diddy in the video with the leather outfit and the fire and all this shit. It was just like, oh, wait, and no shirt. <laughs> Sir, if you don't get out of here looking like Stoney Jackson from 227 with the leather Is, on and no shirt. This what we doing now, Nas? Okay, all right, cool. And don't get me wrong, hate me now. I'm like, I, I, I like this. I can, I get it, cause it's, it was Diddy. You feel me? So it kind of was like, all right, cool. If you was to take Diddy and take Nas, then you would get hate me now. But then you kicked it up a notch, cause then it was like after that. Okay. Didn't Nas just like come out after that, or was that on the next album? No, Nas's like is off of that album. Right, I, Nas's album. like came out. Right, so it was like, all right, cool. Like, cause even still to this day, the fucking production, all of that shit on it is just fucking amazing. Oh! And then, and then, and then you drop 
<laughs> this shit. <laughs> Niggas. I'm still in, trying to get over the first shit off. In the album. fucking um, album on the damn video with your white feet is on his long, goofy ass chain. He's fucking stupid ass man day. And it's like, what are we talking about? Talking about we owe you something? I owe you nothing. Negro, uh, you were 120, above 20 <laughs> at the most, then. And you have this stupid ass Mack truck medallion on. Oh my God, it was With horrible. this wife beater. And you in you on the same video set of one of Genuine's videos. I know that set because that's the set that Genuine. I don't know which song. <laughs> I don't remember which song it was, but I remember that it was a ballad. And so anxious. The court, it looks like I, a pause scene from out of So Anxious, if I'm not mistaken. I I uh, <laughs> could be right, even though <laughs> you probably could be right, even though. That album came out in two thousand, but but look, I don't I, know. Look, it just I, looked I, too familiar. I'm I'm saying this. I peeped the shit because I'm like, hold on. When he on the platform with the chicks, genuine whatever, and I'm like, I look in the background. I'm like, I've seen this all white dome platform thing somewhere, and I know genuine has a video. He does this with all his ballads. It could be a ballad, and you. In one zone, and then in the middle of the damn music video, he's pop locking with a broom, sir. Who that was so anxious? Okay, yeah, like it was all black, white, yeah, uh, white beater, was... black leather, and he was, yeah, that was the so okay. anxious video. <laughs> Let me find out that y'all did two separate <clears throat> videos for two separate songs on the same day or the same week using the same set. I'm on to you, but I will never forget in the history of my life, y'all paid Nas dust for that album and that song. Mm. And I and I kind of don't blame y'all because you owe me. Like it was just like, ew, Nas, how'd you become this person? It oh very interesting. I mean, and for the longest, people were giving Nas issue anyway. When he went from Elmatic to the second album, mm-hmm. but looking back, what, uh, what that second it? album, um, um, it was written. Yeah, it was written is. Oh, that thing cold. That thing cold. I played that thing in its entirety late recently. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Ooh, this thing is cold, baby. This thing is cold." I feel yeah. like that song where he um. He he's taken the form or the life of a gun. Yeah, Ooh, I gave you power. I gave you power. Oh my god! Cold. Oh. <laughs> Every time he gets to the chorus, I'm like, "That's how it is with the gun." Oh, how you like me now? Oh, I go blow. Oh, makes every girl foul. I might have took your first child. Scarred your life. I crippled your style. I gave you power. I made you buck. Wow. Oh my God. Classic shit. But they gave one. Affirmative action. Listen. Okay. And um, there's another song on there. Well, he has the song with Mob Deep that I love. That's on there. That song, that's my shit right there. The one where uh, they talking about the setup. Mm-hmm. That's my shit. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh.
you see how like with music people especially hip hop it's like in retrospect it's like damn that that, that album or that song go hard oh, that song but <clears throat> the same thing with Jay Z like he Jay Z gave Nas a lot of hell during that beef even though it really wasn't a beef oh and by the way. Hmm. I caught uh, bits and pieces of Jezzo's interview with Vlad. I have not seen it. Okay, watch it and get back, and we can discuss that on another episode. Because okay. um, that's that's a very important, well, for a lot of reasons, a very important interview. Okay. Um, now, it may grind your gears. It may frustrate the hell out of you at Jezzo's way of answering or the way of talking where it's just like nigga just spit it out mm. just like uh, but that I think it comes with age because he's like old as fuck um, but it's a great interview because you know Jazzo and Jay Z mm-hmm. hello um, and part of the interview he talks about the rumors as far as oh well we heard that you were the one feeding us info about Jay Z for the beef um, mm. for ether, he was like, No, but watch and get back to me. But yeah, like Jay Z got a lot of flack for going commercial, but in my lifetime, value one. Oh, I'll go I back think to that. If he wouldn't have came out with the, the sunshine video, <laughs> <laughs> and they like, it up on Twitter. That- if that video didn't exist, then we probably wouldn't have called it as commercial as it was. But that video is what did it. That solidified it. Because the album isn't oh. as commercial oh. as, as that fucking song and that video. That video did it. If I was to listen to Sunshine without the video, it, I'd be like, it's, it's a little different, but I wouldn't call it commercial. Right. The video is what did it. I mean, the, the video to this day still kind of makes my gums itch. But with that aside, and I wish we would did, did this back in 97, 98. That album, oh my goodness. Imaginary Players, oh my God. This shit got letters? <laughs> I was about to say that's, that. That album. What else? What other song is on that album? Um, you must love me. Um, uh, friend or foe. Um, who you gonna make me look? Who you Hold with? On, I'm about to oh go my find god! Out. Yeah, it was. It's the first fucking um. It's my song. I mean, I just want to make sure that my song is on here. And what the city is mine. Mm. Where I'm from. Mm-mm. Oh, where I'm, where from? I'm yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. That song, like the the album, wasn't commercial. It wasn't a commercial album to me. It was just not like. Which not I mean, like everybody knows that. But see, this is what I'm saying. I'm like, if you think about like during that time period, right when they was trying their commercial shit, I think if anybody that ch- kept true to their their style <laughs> would have it would have been Jay Z. 
I don't know who the fuck convinced him to do that damn sunshine video, but <laughs> everybody getting fired if you try to think that was a good idea. Um, which is unfortunate because him and Foxy Brown just make. I wish mm. they did more stuff together. And I by the think. way, y'all, y'all out there need to put respect on her name as well. Thanks. Don't don't. Don't don't do this to me. Like she may not have been as impactful, and it's unfortunate that she got played the way she did because because it always got to be it has to be everybody can't be number one. You know what I'm saying? No, so well, right. And I feel like when you end up being the number two person out of the majority, because I mean, there's always going to be sides where somebody will feel like Foxy was better than Kim, and vice versa. You see what I'm saying? Um. Ultimately, Foxy was gutted as fuck. Oh, <laughs> and, and I like, miss it. She was gutted as fuck. It wasn't all about like Lil Kim was raw, but Foxy was gutted. You know what I'm saying? Listen, her diss tracks. And her uh, rap city freak love. When people, I remember the first time when that album came out. Our first album came out. <coughs> My mother used to have this thing when she thought like I could never touch the radio, right? I'm fighting <laughs> you. Made sure I was never going to touch that radio again. What Why is you going to listen to the songs? radios? I don't know. I just gonna listen to the song on the way to school, like right up the street. Can I listen to the song? And I played the song with her and Havoc. Seven <laughs> o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and you was how old? <laughs> um, I was in high school, so Ooh, anywhere between. Like mm, I don't know. Let me see when it came out. Hold on. I could tell you. Oh, this was on her first album? Mm-hmm. This was 96, 97? I was like 12, 13 years old, sir. <laughs> I was 12 when I got uh, in high school. You remember I got a late birthday, so <clears throat> that's why. <clears throat> but, yeah. She like, this shit and get it off my right. I just want to listen to it while we going to school. Like, yeah. Just different. So, here's the thing. So, for me, I can't compare one to the other. Okay. But I will say, when, if you ask me, or if anybody asks me, when I think of rap, and I think, when I think of rap or hip-hop, whatever you want to call it, when I think of, like, lyrics, I think of presence, I think of wordplay, I think of flow, just that whole energy, I'm going to go with Foxy. Mm-hmm. Because to me, like, the cornerstone of being a rapper is you have to be a freestyle. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give it a second guess. Who Who's going to go in there and kill it? Because <coughs> I grew up watching her when, you know, she was part of Lyricist Lounge, Rhapsody, going in there with Tigger or whoever <clears throat> and off the, the rip just 
go yeah. crazy. <clears throat> when she um she was doing like little dis disses towards Eve and Kim and stuff. Uh that diss track called Get Off Me. Yeah. <gasps> and then even the little disses she would have on Broken Silence against uh Natina Reed or Corrupt. <clears throat> I was like, oh my the, god. Capone and Noriega. The reunion. There is a song on there called. Is it off of the War Report album? Where are you? I thought it was. No, I thought it was um. The reunion. Oh, bang bang! We gonna thug this shit out. Yeah, that song. That one right there. (sighs) Hot damn hole! Here we go again. I miss that part. 